and welcome to Chelsea Chicongo Talks, where I'll be talking to women in entertainment who are making a difference and getting noticed. I'm Chelsea Chicongo, and today I continue to talk to inspirational and ambitious women who are making a real impact in the world of entertainment in Namibia and across the world. My guests today are two actresses in the Namibian film industry. Girly Yadama, she is a multi-award winning actress and appeared in The White Line where she played Sylvia. And Sunette van Beek, who also starred in The White Line, playing Anna-Marie and starred in the movie Valara, where she played Sharon. Welcome, ladies. Thank you so much for being here. How are you? Doing well, thank you, Chelsea. Doing well. Thank you for having us today. Yes, I'm very excited to have this conversation with you both as... Amongst so many things, girly, you produce, you direct, you write, and Sunit, you host a daily radio show, and you're also a drama um, coach, and um, you act as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure both of you will have amazing stories to tell us today about the industry that you're in as women. Mm -hmm. Girly, did the white line really launch your career, or did it start much earlier? Well, I've been in the industry for 16 years. Um, I did film, theater, and television. So I wouldn't really say that the white line per se launched my career. I think it kind of just put a spotlight on me as an actor um, because of obviously the storyline and the theme of the film itself. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't really call it launching my career, no. It's just part of the many films that I've done. And it just happened to have done really well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's why people notice now, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Sunet, did the white line do the same for you? Um, I would say it was a very big milestone in my career. So, I mean, I studied acting in sure, 2009, 2010 already and did quite a few um, short films since then. But it was my first feature film. So obviously it was a big milestone in my career mm -hmm. and it definitely gave me a bigger platform and put my name out there. So I would say not necessarily launch, mm -hmm. but definitely... Yeah. Helped it out. Exactly. <laughs> Split it up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. 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 So, Sunet, you had real reservations about taking the role of Anna Marie. Why was that? Um, have you seen how horrible she is <laughs> as a person? <laughs> I actually did. Um, uh, yeah, so obviously, um, I was contacted by uh, Desiree. He said they've got this movie that they're making, they've got this character that they want me to play. Um, it's a feature film, do I want to do it? Obviously I was super excited, this would be my first feature film. So I was very excited to do it and I was like, sure, send me a piece of the script or whatever just so that I can have a look and then I'll get back to them. And then they sent me the script and literally within the first page you've got my character saying some really horrible stuff. Obviously mm -hmm. she's using the K-word mm -hmm. and she's saying some horrifying stuff and I was just like, great, there goes my first feature film, you know, because <laughs> I just immediately, at the end of the day, I know your character is different to who you are, but you also have to think of your image, what mm -hmm. you want to portray out there to mm -hmm. the public, and I was just like, I don't want to be associated necessarily with someone like that, yeah. and that was very difficult for me, but then I spoke to like previous acting coaches, I prayed about it quite a bit as well, and I was like, should I be doing this? Mm -hmm. And then I just had peace over doing it. I just mm -hmm. felt like it really is something that I should do because I believed in the story. Mm -hmm. I believed in not necessarily what my character stands for, mm -hmm. but what the story mm -hmm. stands for, the values behind the story and the message that the story tells. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what, okay, if I have to take one for the team, it's fine. Yeah. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, because... 
I feel like also all the actors that like viewers tend to like dislike mm -hmm. shows that you as a performer did a really good job. Exactly. They say that, but yeah. it's not fun being on the receiving. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Everyone was actually, I have to be honest, like yeah. I was very worried when the movie came out. I was worried about how my character specifically would mm. be received and how people would receive me. Mm. But it was actually quite funny because... I wasn't, I was unnecessarily worried. When the movie came out, people were like, they hate my character, but you did it so well. Exactly. So, and that actually made me feel yeah. much better about it. Because I was like, if someone's going to throw me with sour milk in public, I'm, <laughs> sour I'm milk. done with acting. Why sour milk <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> First thing to come to mind. <laughs> okay, did the role teach you anything? It taught me a lot. I mean, just working on a movie, I, I think Sylvia can also attest to that, mm -hmm. where you've got people from different cultural backgrounds and different mm -hmm. histories. And mm -hmm. I mean, we grew up post-apartheid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's something that you don't really understand fully. You don't mm -hmm. grasp it because you read about it, you see movies about it, but you don't really know what it was like. So almost getting that, I want to say, first-hand experience yeah. mm -hmm. of seeing what it was like. Mm -hmm. I learned a lot as a person. I learned a lot about where I come from as an Afrikaans mm -hmm. person. Um, you know, I learned more about the people around me as well mm -hmm. and their history. And I would say I grew a lot as a person and then obviously as an actress as well. Mm -hmm. Like working with Gurley, always say this, I'll say it again. <laughs> um, she's an amazing actress and I learned a lot from her, working with her. Mm -hmm. So I learned a lot as a person, but also as an actress. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's amazing. Did you get any backlash from it, from the character? Weirdly enough, no. People are weirdly, they weirdly like her. I don't know, but in a weird it's way. Because like, you they did love it so to hate well. her. Because you <laughs> did the role you no, portrayed it so well. <laughs> and obviously they knew, because obviously also looking at you being a media pers personality, people obviously know that you aren't a racist person. Mm. So obviously they knew this is clearly her acting. And she was freaking brilliant. Yeah. I don't know why I'm, like, I'm she so was good at being mad. <laughs> I don't know where I get that. Brilliant. Okay. I promise I'm nice. You are. I'm a hand gesture. did you get any negative remarks regarding Sylvia? Playing Sylvia? No, I don't think I got any negative remarks playing Sylvia. No one ever felt entitled to be like, why do you think you would know that much about the history? No. No. Actually, no. But also I think from the way all of us are as the actors that acted in this particular film, we don't really pay a lot of attention to what the naysayers say. Mm. Because also from there the beginning, be exactly, because things, from the onset, we knew that there is, some people are going to feel a certain way, other people are going to feel a certain way. And for us at the end of the day, the strategy was always like, if they're talking, that means we did our job really well. Mm. Because there should be debate. Because that's the only way we heal mm. as people. Because that's the one thing. Because the whole movie is about hope and forgiveness. Mm. So it's about let's look at what we did in the past. And how can we learn from it and do better going forward. Mm. So I don't think. And if they did, well done. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did you always want to act? I've always wanted to act. I started off in school. Um, so I was part of the... Which school? school Karimba Private School. Oh. So we had a drama class or drama a subject as part mm. of the curriculum yeah. so that's why i did like the lion king um who did I you play as, i played rafiki oh okay and, <laughs> yes i played rafiki um, and it was so beautiful because we got to help build the sets and stuff wow. and then i also we did a musical where i played james brown jeez 
Yeah. There's a lot okay. happening. Yeah. 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 Where I was basically I singing, I feel good. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I did that whole thing to the point that when I got <laughs> off stage, when the show was done, so I went down to go say hi to my mom, like, yeah, you know, for yeah. us to leave. Mm-hmm. And she's like, so, no, when are you up? I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, well, who were you? I'm like, I was James Brown. She's like, what? Yeah. I didn't realize it was you because wow. of obviously the costumes and everything. Mm. Yeah, so it's been something that I've always wanted to do. But obviously coming from the type, I think everybody can relate to this. Our parents always feel like back then at least, you know, they mm. thought like, Art is not really something that you could have a career per That's se. It's not a good mm. career. It's not a good career. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. So then, obviously, I tried my spin at um, doing a BSc, mm-hmm. majoring in geology at UCT. But then, when I got there, because the agreement with my dad was like, "Can you just do something while you have a job afterwards?" <coughs> yes. And then, when you're done with that, you can do your thing. So, but then when I got there, half the time I was at the humanities faculty. <laughs> wow. My friends were the humanities faculty students. Mm-hmm. Like I even looked like a humanities faculty student because I always walked around barefoot. I didn't okay. comb my hair. I had this whole hippie, bohemian thing going on to the point that my older sister, and she was studying medicine at the time. So when she would come to upper campus and she'd see me, she's like, I'm going to tell mama that you're living here looking like a hobo. <laughs> so yeah, I've always wanted to act. So obviously yeah. after that, um, I came back, worked for Anglo Goldeshanti for a year and then following year I was supposed to go back and I said to my parents, I'm only going to go if I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah. And the rest is history. Okay, so can you, can you tell us about a highlight in your, in your, like in your acting career? A highlight? Like one of your biggest highlights is you're like, I'm going to keep this forever. Even if it's small or big, it's sentimental to me. Hmm. One of the many awards you've won? Yeah, but also like, but but for me, I always feel like um, I don't seek exterior validation. Mm. Um, So I do what I do because I love doing what I do. Um, And if people acknowledge that, great. So an award is obviously, yeah, that's great, but Mm. it's not really why I do it. Mm. But I think... um, the one thing thus far in my career mm. that is a highlight for me is being able to speak, learn a language mm. for a movie. Because also when we did The White Line, I, I'm not, I wasn't fluent in Oshirero at the time. I'm Herero, but I wasn't really speaking Oshirero. Same. So I had to learn to speak Oshirero wow. um, for that movie. And it was like serious higher grade Oshirero right in there. Like it took two months. Wow. So mm. first I had to learn to obviously like just pronounce the words and then we had to work on the phonetics of things and then also there we then had to look at like obviously Afrikaans back in those days people didn't speak it savor Afrikaans mm. so it had to be combase Afrikaans so I then also had to work on that <coughs> where I obviously discovered like things like you know Shirero, if you're saying if a word starts with B you mm. add an M oh yes so it's like Mbas mm-hmm. if a word starts with a D mm-hmm. you're saying Dangi <laughs> Yeah. I remember that. I so that's it because it's all a nasal thing. <laughs> yeah. And then also, also um, recently, the movie that I shot last year, um, I had to speak German. So I had to learn to speak German. Mm. So, so yeah, I think that's one of the highlights because I, I love challenging myself yeah. because I always believe I'm only as good as my last job. So it's like, okay, cool. So what's next? How else can mm. I push the status mm. quo? How else can I push myself? Because I also firmly believe I am my own competition. I don't mm. compete with others because I feel like there's space for all of us to thrive. Yes, yeah. indeed. Yeah. Sine, have you always thought about acting and like the highlight of your 
career that you can share with us? Yes, I mean, I've always, for as long as I can remember, I've wanted to be in the entertainment industry specifically. Mm -hmm. So I remember when I was like four or five years old, like my sisters and I would put up these shows to our families where we would sing and dance and then growing up like I've never been that good at sports I mm. run very slow and I don't have a lot of ball sense so Same it wasn't thing. my thing um, <laughs> but I've then always had like uh, singing classes and dancing I've been singing and dancing for wow. as long as I can remember where I was in so we're going to get an album soon no, no, okay. no. <laughs> I went to acting because it's definitely one of my strongest. Okay. <laughs> Dancing, I'll, I'll still do, but the singing, uh, that's not going to go anywhere, don't worry. Um, but yeah, I've always wanted to do acting. I had acting classes here and there growing up. And then when we moved to Wolfers Bay, it was a little bit more difficult. There wasn't mm -hmm. really any mm. opportunities for you. They obviously did a few school plays as well, mm -hmm. but nothing too much. But I knew the moment I finished school, I'm going to go study acting. Wow. So I did a gap year after matric. But then after that, I moved to Cape Town and I studied film acting specifically because mm. I like theater, but film has always been like my yeah. real passion. Okay. Um, so I went to study film acting for two years and I was like sold. I'm like, this is what I want to do. Mm. And I really enjoyed it. So that was kind of my thing. I've always wanted to do entertaining and acting specifically. But whew, to say a highlight of my career, it is difficult. Now it that is. it's on me, I don't know. Because it's like, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, there's been so many. Obviously, the white line was a big um, highlight for me because it was my first mm. feature film so it was uh, yeah it was a very big thing for me back then but obviously you've had these little moments mm. that you've had up until then so it's, it's so difficult you to can't it's like which <laughs> one, one that's <laughs> sentimental to you like I can share one so for me everyone thinks going to Miss Universe was like this highlight of my life but yeah. for me it was walking off stage and thinking about how chelsea smith also worked on this stage Aww. somebody who was named after me and she didn't get the opportunity to see me do this but if she was here i was just asking myself what would she say you know yeah that was what was sentimental to me through my whole journey that yeah. was my highlight because i shared that with myself yeah, yeah. yeah it was yeah. like for yeah. you yeah. Special yeah. Time, yeah. yeah so something like that i would actually say one of my biggest highlights then, if we're going to go mm -hmm. that route, mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> She's forcing us was a specific, when we finished a specific scene mm. in the white line. And to this day, it was one of my favorite scenes that I've done on any project that I've done, which is, there were two, but it was in the same. I think um, I know the one you're talking about. You know? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> so they were two. So the one was when we did the, um, the big, Dinner um, scene. The dinner scene. Mm -hmm. Because it was, we did it in one take. Yeah. Mm. And everyone was just giving their 110%. Like that was just epic. So that was, I just felt so accomplished mm -hmm. as an actor because mm. the, a lot of the times you criticize yourself. You're, you're your worst critic. Mm -hmm. But after that scene, I was like, well done, Sine. <laughs> yeah. well, well, so you were leading the scene. Myself. You were leading that scene because the focus was on you. It, it, and it, it was, was basically a difficult just capturing... scene emotionally yeah, as well. So, but mm -hmm. that was good. And then the last scene that we shot for the white line where she's in prison and I get there... And that mm. one wasn't necessarily a, a, an accomplishment as an mm. actor, 
but it was one of the best scenes to shoot just because the emotions were so raw mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. and we were feeding off mm -hmm. of each other there even though it was such a difficult scene yeah. to shoot mm -hmm. it was i felt really accomplished afterwards mm -hmm. as an actor so i felt like i was proud of the project at that mm -hmm. point i was proud of what we did and yeah, I would say that was actually a highlight. You were amazing. I was yeah. actually surprised. No, because yeah, I was no. actually, I was actually surprised. I was my head being so big when we're done. Yeah. That she kept a straight <laughs> face in that scene. Because when yeah, you went rough. out, you went and like had a yeah, little moment. Yeah, I actually moment. cried because mm, the know? thing is with that, she did her job so well, and she she was just so it was it was tough, man. Like seeing mm. her uh -huh. sitting there vulnerable. with these bruises, and yeah. she was vulnerable, naked. and she was naked, and she was actually naked. I think I was. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was. And obviously, there usually you stay in character. Yeah. And Anamiri wouldn't have been affected by that. Yeah. But like Sunet was just wanted to cry. Yeah, and I'm totally. like, I can't cry because Anamiri yeah. won't cry about this. Yeah. And yeah. then, yeah, then I walked out and I started crying. But it was still a really good scene. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I was convinced you kidnapped her. I didn't even think that you were in prison. I was like, didn't she kidnap you? Like, I wouldn't put it beneath Anna She yeah. was able to. Keep her in know? the basement Keep there. The I don't basement. know. She, it's true. It's true. <laughs> but I guess you missed the scene with the police officers where they chucked me into. Because before she walked in, there yeah, there is actually where you got arrested in front of the shop. No, not okay, that one. Then. It's basically after the dinner scene where she calls them and then I mm, get arrested. Show her and being yeah, thrown into yeah, prison. Into okay. prison. But maybe I had my own policeman at home. It's, of course, who knows? Who knows? Annemarie is Because you are like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, Sunet, you also do radio. How did that come about? That's actually you a enter a competition? Enter a competition. Not a competition. So, as someone who studied acting, wanted to do acting, radio was like a big no for me, you know? Okay. I was Why like... A big no? No, because it's it like nobody sees your face. That's oh, the whole okay. thing of you. acting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just yeah, yeah. But it's also like the idea of radio always freaked me out because it's live. Um, and mm. that's why I love film acting because mm -hmm. it's not live. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so I just always said, you know, radio is not for me. And then I moved after I studied. So I studied film acting in Cape Town. Then I started studying teaching my dad and I had the same agreement, like you can study acting, exactly. but you need to have a backup. So then exactly. I studied teaching and then I moved to Vintuk and there wasn't a lot of uh, jobs at that point in time in the industry. Mm -hmm. So I worked at a gynecologist. Hmm. I was a secretary though. Oh, okay. So don't I worry. <laughs> you got your back um, now. So. <laughs> and that for me, like desk work, I can't like Admin. it is just for a creative that is like kills torture. So I was so depressed yeah. in my work, and I remember driving home one day after work, just like so tired and cut full of mm -hmm. my job. And then I heard an ad on the radio where they said they're looking for uh, like a radio personality, and I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah. And you've got the voice. Why not? You <laughs> know, exactly. let's, let's yeah. try it. I applied, and originally I got um, offered a position as a newsreader which I did for a year and mm. then I moved over to the presenting and honestly love it. I don't know why I didn't want to do it in exactly. the first place, but because I see it as like yeah. voice acting. 
It is. Yeah. It is. That's it is basically like voice what acting. it is. It's, you know, it's yeah. in, and it's still entertaining, and that I guess that's why I fell in love with it. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you say it's a male-dominated industry? Was it like very difficult to break into? You know, after the year, was it easy to transition to like doing it full time? In terms of the radio industry, I don't think everyone's story or experience will be the same. So mm-hmm. I can't give this as a standard. But from mm-hmm. my experience, I haven't had any problem, or I haven't felt in any form disadvantaged or had a difficult time getting into the industry and in fact I was actually pleasantly surprised at how many powerful women you Mm -hmm. have Mm -hmm. in the radio industry and I always want to go as far as to say the entertainment industry in general there are a lot of powerful women making moves there Mm -hmm. and I mean it wasn't until recently like I think two years ago that I actually had a male manager um, at the radio station we've Mm -hmm. always had females at the top position so I mean, it's really, I would say it is at this point in time, uh, not a female dominated industry, but I think there's a lot of equal representation. It's one of those industries where you really can compete as a woman. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Girlie, would you say as an actor that it's a natural process to transition from producing to directing? Um, I think even with a... Obviously, as an actor, they always say, it's actually something that Desri said to me. Mm. Um, She said, um, actors always turn out to be really great directors. Because if you look at someone like Jodie Foster, Mm. because you understand the signs of acting, Mm. you understand what it takes for a character, you understand what it takes for you as an actor to bring that character to life. So they sometimes see things that Mm. a director that, wasn't an actor before would see mm-hmm. but in my case pertaining to directing that isn't really my forte i would just mm. like because stuff needed to be done and we're part of the team mm. somebody has to make that happen you make that happen and also for myself i also see it as like me challenging myself it's like mm-hmm. how hard can it be like just try it but that's not really my love interest um obviously acting is but producing there was also just it was all by chance, actually, mm. film producing. It was just like Desiree asking me, do you want to produce this with me? Sure. You know, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> let's do this. Okay. Yeah. But obviously at the time, I, I, didn't, yeah, and I didn't know what it takes, you know. Mm-hmm. Up until I actually didn't, I'm like, what did I sign up for? Somebody should have given me a memo. Mm. Because if you're a producer, that movie or that series or mm. that short film is mm. a part of, it's like a child. Okay. They're part of your life for like forever. <laughs> And you just can't wait for them <laughs> yeah. to leave. So I think it was a, it was a, it was, it was easy for me, I would say. But obviously, mm-hmm. it came with its challenges. Mm. Like for example, not a lot of even from the producing, mm. we had to learn by doing the job. Mm. Okay. Because we didn't even know um, what certain things were when you're being told that oh, you need to create a DCP, you need to create this. We need an <laughs> SRT file. We need a. Okay. So I what don't do you do? Yeah, exactly. Those so those are things that you then you then learn, and then obviously also looking. Then it's also a question of like looking at budgets because mm. as a producer you have to make sure you stay within budget. But there are beautiful lessons that I learned. Obviously mistakes. Mm. Um, I wouldn't call them mistakes. Mm. I would call them lessons learned. Mm. Okay. And after that, obviously the White Line was my first one to produce. And then off, obviously the knowledge that I then gained from there, mm-hmm. I could apply that to Bajo and the Giants. Okay. So, and I think I had a really supportive team, um, actors, mm. the cast and crew. So I can't complain. It was, I don't know if I want to do it again, but I know I am <laughs> doing it again already. I'm saying that. But it, it chose me. And I also see it as an opportunity because I also realized I'm not going to be young forever. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. And obviously right now my acting call card is 20 to 30 in terms yeah. of age. So eventually, 
this might not be able to look like this anymore, you know? Because even like my I don't know, card, but okay. If yeah. you say so. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just saying. So then I'm selling yourself short. Exactly. But then I'm also thinking of like, <laughs> hey, why don't we expand the possibilities of what I could do? You know, so if somebody mm. comes to me like, girly, would you be interested in producing this? If I like the story and I believe in the story, I say yes. Okay, mm. so yeah. would you say because it is a male-dominated industry, acting? Well, if we, if we say the film industry, per yes. se, like, and if we look at it from a global scale, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of representation for females, because, I mean, a couple of years ago, people were still having the debates where... Fair pay. Where sometimes mm -hmm. female exactly. actors weren't being paid the same amount as male actors, um... Um, and then obviously then that even goes further in terms of like representation in terms of color, mm -hmm. black, white. So there are a lot of challenges, but I think in Namibia, we've reached a point where we've kind of made it an even playing field. Mm -hmm. So it's just a question of like, do I believe in what I'm selling? <coughs> do I believe yeah. in the product that I'm creating? And if you focus on that and there are, and I even think like, at least from my experience, I got a lot of support from male filmmakers okay. in the exactly. industry in Namibia. Mm. And I think without their advice, we wouldn't have been able to do what we did. So, um, yeah, there are challenges. It is male-dominated, but also it's we focus like on that. Face. Exactly. And okay. also for me, it's like if there's no door that's being created for me, I create my own door. Exactly. Mm. I'm like, I'm not going to wait for somebody to create that opportunity yeah. for myself. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I want to do this. And obviously also having attended <coughs> Hollywood Immersive, Mm. where I realized, and that's what um, Sunet was mm. saying earlier, where our industry is very seasonal. Yeah. <coughs> so for me to produce, it's also me creating opportunities for myself. Mm -hmm. um, alternatively, you sit and you wait for other people. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Until somebody, you get that casting call. So that's also where the producing came from. And the writing obviously came from, um, I actually, I was a, I'm a copywriter, not was, mm -hmm. I am a copywriter. <laughs> <laughs> and I just basically did it the same duration as I did the film and theater and acting, which mm -hmm. is 16 years. Um, so the writing from that came from copywriting, working in the advertising industry, where mm -hmm. you obviously have to write TV commercial scripts, radio scripts, et cetera, et cetera. So that was just a natural transition from copywriting because you already have the knowledge in terms of writing mm -hmm. TV scripts okay. to now doing screenplays, et cetera. Well, can you tell us the current project you're working on? Well, I can't well, really divulge. I can't divulge much because mm -hmm. um, legal is still finalizing stuff. Mm -hmm. But there are a couple of things that I'm working on. Um, I'll be producing two s TV series. Um, oh, nice! One, one I am co-writing, um, and the other, yeah, the one I'm co-writing and acting in. The other one I'm producing, and acting in as well. So Can you tell us two. how many seasons maybe? Well, right now right I can't divulge that because I can see my people almost sort of like girly, how dare you? I don't want to be <laughs> Okay, okay. Yeah, at you least tell us this. Trouble. Would we have to bring our tissues with for the premiere? Will we have to bring tissues with? Will we have to bring Well it's still in they're all still in development stage. Okay. You know what I mean? So okay. that's where it's at. So, so and you obviously don't know if right we're gonna cry or not. <laughs> no, that I don't know. That I honestly don't know because it obviously the one I'm co writing with a co writer and the other one is mm. I'm just producing and acting. So let's see what the script writers come up with. Okay. But it's beautiful stories. Yeah. So you worked in Los Angeles for a while. Is Not it worked? Oh, I studied. In you Los studied Angeles, there. Yeah. Is it as crazy as people say it is? Crazy in what sense? Like just 
the life, the lavish, the beach, <laughs> the, like the energy. Yeah, well, the one thing, the one thing that I picked up, there's like a creative buzz <laughs> in LA. It's just like people are on, they are on a hustle to get stuff done, you know. Okay. Um, but obviously, also in terms of crazy, I don't really know what your definition mm -hmm. of that is. But also, obviously, the space that I was at, yeah. which was basically we were in Hollywood, mm -hmm. so we stayed in Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. There was a whole villa, mm -hmm. so obviously very focused on okay, going to the theater, going mm -hmm. to rehearsals, doing that, mm -hmm. um, meeting with industry professionals. Mm -hmm. But it was a great experience. It was it was lovely. Okay, so if you could describe it in one word, what would you say it was? Your experience there. My experience. So there. we can delete the crazy word. <laughs> <laughs> it was enlightening. Enlightening. And empowering. And empowering. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Were there any challenges as, you know, somebody that's coming from Africa, being in Los Angeles? Like, what were the challenges? Did you miss the, the porridge? Did you miss the kapana? What I, was I, it? I, I missed our weather. When oh. I went there, it was apparently summer. I'm like, <laughs> this is not... And then they have these central aircon things mm. and um, obviously the villa that we stayed in because there were people from Australia, there were people from England, there were people from the States and there were people from, yeah, there was a guy from Sri Lanka, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, really? So there are people from all over the world. Mm. And then obviously with me being me, I get cold. All the, I'm always cold. You okay. Know? So imagine mm. living in a villa with all of these people. So I would go in increase to make it hot <laughs> i go back to my room then somebody made it it's like ice cold i'm like do you people have menopause what is wrong with you people so yeah that was yeah that was it was great i loved it okay and mm -hmm. how did the trip come about the trip came about because i am on this platform called star now which is basically mm. a platform where they do model casting extras etc and actors um and then they had a call out for the hollywood acting immersive program mm -hmm. um, and then they obviously had this competition but at the time I didn't have the star now pro mm. you know so it was just a normal free one yeah so I couldn't apply for it directly mm. so I then went to the Hollywood immersive website and mm -hmm. then applied via oh. that and wow. then I was selected because they were only selecting 15 people all over the world mm -hmm. um, yeah and that was wow all over the world all over the world so wow. there were 15 people for the acting immersive program and I made it in that's would you say you happened. were lucky or would you say that you worked hard enough to get to that? I position? worked hard mm. and I, I paid out of pocket. Like I had no sponsorship. Mm. Um, so I had to pay for my, for the program myself. Mm -hmm. um, oh, wow. I had to pay for my ticket myself. I had to pay for my visa. And thank you so much to my family for their support, <laughs> my sisters, my brothers, my aunts, everybody. Because honestly, I would not have been able mm. to do that. Mm. Um, and how old were you then? That was 2017. How old am I now? Yeah. I'm, old am I now? I'm turning 38. So that was 2017. Do the math. Are you turning Do 38? Yes, girl. I'm turning 38. <laughs> I was over here thinking she's like my age. I guess an old clean froakie. Sine, is LA something you fancy doing? Um, would it, would it, is there an actress out mm, there that exactly. doesn't want to go to LA? I, I would yeah. say no. To be honest, when I was younger, um, it was like my dream to move there and live mm. there and work there. Mm -hmm. um, I would say my dream has changed a little bit. For me now, I mean, I would be willing to go there for a movie exactly. or something. But to be honest, I don't want to leave. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you don't want to leave? I just leave? feel like I, I don't want to leave. It sounds bad. Because when like... I was like in high school, I was just like, mm. I just want to get out of here, you know. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, okay, well, I'm married, obviously mm. pregnant as well. Baby. I've got a baby. So 
my priorities have changed mm-hmm. a little bit and I've kind of fell in love with Namibia and mm. the environment we have here and I do think we take it for granted yeah. as well because when you go to Los Angeles, yes, you've got so many opportunities, yeah. but you also have so many competitions. Exactly. Yeah. And you've also got so many other things that you have to deal with where I feel like, yeah, Namibia, mm-hmm. it's both a blessing and a curse that we're so small and yeah. the industry is still growing. Yeah. It's a blessing in the sense that, yes, we don't have that many opportunities, mm-hmm. but you don't have that much competition. Exactly. Yeah. And you, there's this opportunity as well to help the industry yeah. grow and yeah. be part of that process mm. instead of just trying to force yourself into something else that's already mm-hmm. been established. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for me at this point in time, I would be more than happy to work in Namibia, South Africa. Exactly. And if I ever got the opportunity to do mm-hmm. work in Los Angeles... Uh, Yes. Yes. <laughs> Not gonna but she's say gonna no. come home. <laughs> yes. But then I would want to come home. I yes. feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's it for this episode of Chelsea Chicongo Talks. We will be back with part two where we will talk more to actresses Gurley Yadama and Sunet Van Beek about women in the entertainment and the challenges facing women in the industry. Mm-hmm.